Hey guys, it's Brooke Eagle, and we are back with another episode of the Forsyth Magazine's podcast. And today, I am super excited to have Lisa Marshall and Katie Duckworth with me. They are both with Atrium Health Wake Forest Baptist, and we are so, so excited to learn about a event that is coming up in the next couple weeks. Hi, ladies. Hello. Hello. Great to be here. Yeah. So I'll, we'll start with Lisa. Lisa, if you can introduce yourself and tell us what you do at Atrium Health. All right. Well, um, my name is Lisa Marshall, and I am uh, the Chief Philanthropy Officer and Vice President for Philanthropy and Alumni Relations. And uh, we we have the great honor of working with the community to support all of the philanthropic needs of the organization, and that includes gifts that would support clinical care, research, as well as education. I uh, have been with the organization for 11 years, and it's just a great place to be, and I love being connected with the community. Awesome. Katie, what about you? Yeah, so my name is Katie Duckworth, and I'm an assistant professor here in internal medicine um, in hematology and oncology, and um, recently stepped into the directorship role of the psychosocial oncology and cancer patient support programs here, which is our integrated behavioral health services um, within the cancer center. And I'm just really excited about leaning into our strengths as a program and thinking about new possibilities as we as we work to offer um, expanding services for our community here. Awesome. Love it. So today what we're talking about is a it's not well, it's a new event, but not really. <laughs> so tell us tell us about Summer Lark and what Summer Lark used to be and why the transition was made. Sure. Well, I'm excited to share this with everybody in the community. You know, Winter Lark is our traditional fundraising event for the Cancer Patient Support Program. And it uh, has been around for almost four decades, which is just an amazing statement from the community about wanting to support the cancer uh, patient support program and really make sure that no one in our community faces cancer alone. So Summerlark uh, has come about as a result of the pandemic. And as our CEO um, is very fond of saying what has um, COVID done for us lately. And one of the things that it did for us was make us really step back and evaluate what we can and should be doing uh, with an event like Winterlark, which has been a wonderful event. But for two years, we had to cancel the event. Um, so fortunately, this year, we will be able to do an event, but we're going to do it on June 4th, and the event is uh, being called Summer Lark in honor of Winter Lark and the change in timing, and we're excited about it because the event um, will feature a benefit concert in Bailey Park down in Innovation Quarter. Aloe Black will be our performer. And Alex Key will also um, be part of of the concert. He will be the opening act. And we're really excited to have both of them in town and to be able to get folks in the community together and learn more about our cancer program and really make a difference for the patients. Yeah. And Bailey Park, what a great choice. That area is just booming and it's so much fun to walk around. I mean, it's just like a new business opens there every time you turn your head. (laughs) It's very exciting. So what made 
what so if you want to buy tickets for this event um a where can you buy those tickets and b what can you expect coming into the event so you can go to ticketmaster ticketmaster.com and uh you can find the event tickets on there the tickets are fifty dollars each and it's it's really a wonderful family event so we encourage people to bring the whole family come on down um there will be of course wonderful music there will be some um, food trucks there and all of the various vendors and restaurants in that area, um, of course, will, will be there. So it's, it's really a wonderful time to engage with your family, your friends, and the community at large and really make a difference um, in the journey that some of our neighbors and family members are facing with regard to cancer. Yeah. So that was my, that's my next question. This fundraiser, tell us exactly what these funds are going towards and what um, attendees that are attending, what they're, what they're helping make happen. Yeah. So I'll jump in here. Um, our, our mission here within the Cancer Patient Support Program is really to find ways, strategic ways to reduce the suffering and improve the quality of life of our patients and their family systems as they navigate the cancer journey, both in the acute sense, but also throughout survivorship, which can be quite a long journey. Um, so it's a really wonderful way to think about how to deliver services, behavioral health, integrated behavioral health services at the bedside, whether or not that means on the inpatient side of things or the outpatient side. It also allows us to provide funds for patients who are struggling with financial toxicity, who are struggling with transportation, food, housing, um, kind of basic fundamental needs to get them through the cancer journey. But it also helps us think about establishing um, some of the higher level programming that we're really excited about here, including our healing arts-based programming, our group um, telehealth options, support groups, um, and all kinds of other ways that we can engage patients and help them think about improving quality of life and reducing depressive and anxious symptoms throughout their trajectories. Oh, that's so great. I love that. So how, other than purchasing tickets and attending the event, are there any other ways that our community can get involved? There definitely are other ways. And the first one is that we have a peer-to-peer ribbon challenge going on right now. And this is a fundraiser that's led by our physicians and providers, and it really represents all types of cancer. So um, by going to our uh, webpage, you can see the various teams that are out there and make a gift to support the team that uh, you most align with. And we really appreciate people jumping in and participating in that now. It's a great lead-in to the event itself. And the really important thing is recognizing that almost all of us through our family and friends are touched in cancer by some way. So let's make sure we help each other out and really make the journey um, not not as difficult um, in some ways, even though we know it's never easy. Yeah, Yeah. I think to add to that, one more really important piece of this that a lot of people don't recognize about our Comprehensive Cancer Center and our Cancer Patient Support Program is that um, we provide access for every community member for services, whether or not they have insurance or the ability to pay. Um, So anyone who comes to us and is seeking services is is never turned away in that capacity. And so these these dollars really go to support and and subsidize the services that we provide here, um, which is really just a beautiful testament to, I think, how much we as a community support and invest in the well-being of of our fellow um, neighbors. Yeah, I'm so glad you said that because I know it can be intimidating. You think, oh, I don't have insurance or I don't have good insurance. So that 
probably doesn't apply to me or I can't even go try to get those services. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah. And I, and I also, I also think it's important to point out that the fundraising um, has traditionally covered more than 50% of the budget for the cancer patient support programs. So it really is very significant. And that's why the community support is so meaningful to us so that we can really support the community in return through the program. Yeah. And how Lisa mentioned that that we truly are the academic core here. And I think um, research supports and just clinical experience supports too, that, that cancer truly is a biopsychosocial experience. And so we recognize that um, reducing barriers in terms of accessing service is so crucial. And so if someone comes in to see one of our medical providers and that provider recognizes that someone's struggling with, let's say, depressive symptoms, they can call one of us. And within 10, 15 minutes, we can be there at the bedside and try to work with them to come up with a plan to truly think about wellness broadly defined. And um, that, that's just an incredible service that is, is so important to maintain and continue to support. That's amazing. And I, I would, I'm not in the medical field, obviously, but I would imagine that's not been the case up until the last few years that the depression, the depression and anxiety symptoms were just not really focused on. It was more focusing on just the cancer, I'm sure. We're thinking very creatively about how to do a better job of screening, um, providing services, but also in, in the context of seeing a, a huge increase in the number of individuals who are struggling, how to provide those services. And so um, another, I guess, positive reframe of the pandemic is such that we can provide services here in person, but also in a remote capacity through through virtual and telehealth opportunities. So our, our potential reach is, is great. And so if you think about the ripple effects that could have across our um, local community, but also our state, it's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, for sure. Well, so I'm excited for y'all that after two years, you get to bring this event back. And I know from being a part of planning a couple other events this year that it pretty much feels like you're starting over when you've taken a two-year break from, from an event. So I know that it's been a ton of work. I can only imagine. So kudos to both of y'all for for all the extra work that I'm sure you have a whole team um, that has put in lots of time, energy, and effort to make sure that this is an amazing event. We do have a tremendous team, and it's definitely one of those things that takes everybody being in the mix, right? So the team in, in the Office of Philanthropy has done a great job really imagining the event, but our volunteers and folks out in the community make a huge difference to us. The um, staff in the cancer patient support program and throughout the cancer center are critical to making this happen. And I really would be remiss if I didn't call out a legacy federal credit union who is our um, presenting sponsor for the event. They have been our partners for many, many years now. And we just really appreciate and value all of their input and all of the help that they provide. That's awesome. Yeah, you can't, can't do it without the sponsors and you can't do it without the volunteers. That's for sure. So yep. are there any volunteer opportunities for this year or if people are interested maybe for next year to learn more about volunteering, where would they go? Yeah, if, if folks are interested in that, they can certainly reach out to my office. And um, again, they can find us on the uh, website. And we're always interested in folks who either want to participate and help out with events that we are planning. The other thing is that people can do uh, their own maybe neighborhood fundraising event, and we're happy to work with them uh, to talk about what they might do 
to then in turn support the cancer center. Okay. Very cool. So is it for this particular summer lark event is purchasing a $50 ticket to attend the concert? Is there like other levels of tickets or is, or is it pretty simple and streamlined and you get your ticket or you don't? It's very straightforward. Um, again, it's on Ticketmaster.com, so very simple. But um, individuals can also be sponsors of the event, so they'll see that information online as well. Awesome. And I think it's really important to think about just um, how to engage our ribbon challenge, like Lisa was saying as well, um, and just pushing it through your own social networks is a really helpful way to get the word out. Um, formerly, a lot of Folks were not comfortable coming to Winterlark over at Grayland because they had, let's say, childcare responsibilities or the, the cost of the ticket might have been a bit prohibitive. But this is a very family-friendly event, um, and we're hoping to engage people who um, haven't haven't joined us before. And so we'd love to see lots of new faces and new energy as well as, as the folks who have come for, for decades. Yeah. Do you think, do you guys plan to also do Winterlark? And have both, or are we? Is it just going to move to just summer lark, or is it too soon to say? <laughs> it's it's a little too soon to say. We're working through um, the opportunities. We definitely really value um, the wonderful history that we have with winter lark and um, the importance that that's had in the community. Community. So we're definitely not walking away um, from that wonderful legacy, but definitely want to keep summer lark. Um, also front and center in the community because we do think it's a great opportunity and a really wonderful way to spread the message. Yeah. Well, and it's family friendly. It sounds like it really is for anybody. Um, Early June, beautiful time of year, a beautiful location, great performance. And like you said, everybody, I would, yeah, I would be safe to say pretty much everybody has been affected by cancer in some way. Um, so I think that's what's what's so beautiful about this fundraiser is that it really is important to everybody. That's right. And it, it does touch us all in different ways. And we just want to be sure that people know that these resources are available to them in our community. Yeah. I love it. Well, this time has flown by. Is there any any things that we didn't get to talk about or any last minute things that y'all want to to throw in about the event, we will put the ticket link in, in our show notes so people can can click on that to purchase the ticket. Perfect. We just encourage people to share this in their social media accounts. Make sure everybody is aware. And if there are any questions, feel free to reach out to our office and we will definitely address them. Awesome. Well, thank you ladies for coming on, Lisa and Katie. It was a pleasure to chat with y'all. And I am looking forward to Summer Lark on June 4th. We look forward to seeing you very much. much. All right. And as always, you can find Forsyth Mags on social media and online. We are ForsythMags.com and at Forsyth Mags on all of our social media platforms where you can also learn more about Summer Lark on the Forsyth Mags social media pages. And that is a wrap for today. The views and opinions stated on this podcast are solely those of the contributors and not necessarily those of our distributors or hosting companies. This podcast is copyrighted and cannot be reproduced without expressed written consent of Forsyth Magazines Incorporated. Ooh, that's a mouthful. <laughs>